another episode of NBA Geekly, presented to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight, I've got two guests. That's right, two. Uh, let's uh, put the coin out. Luke Allen, we'll do you first. What's up, man? What's up, man? Uh, glad to be back on the show. Um, crazy to think that we're already a third into the season, and uh, Christmas the Day quarter. games will just be like right around, you know, I mean, quarter, yeah. Uh, Christmas Day games are right around the corner, it feels like this year is just kind of flying by. Yeah, no, it, it is crazy. Like, it does seem like we started the season like a fucking week ago, um, and we're we're already here. Um, it, it is crazy how time does fly. Um, though when you're in the midst of it, you're like, wow, I can't believe, um, you know, uh, it's only been this amount of time. So it, it, time is a weird thing, especially as you're getting older. It's, it's a very strange, strange thing. Um, also joining us tonight, Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, guys? Uh, very, very brief. Uh, Joel, always bringing the brevity yeah. to the podcast. Um, and you know what? Like, I'm get through for, this you know, <laughs> a host who tends to ramble, um, having somebody who uh, practices brevity is not necessarily a bad thing. So uh, it's, it's appreciated. Um, but all right, uh, before we get into our topics, uh, because we are doing our first quarter awards, um, so we're going to talk about everything from MVP, All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all of this okay. great shit. I I want to know, because there's been like, there's been, well, I, I want to talk about two things really quickly. There's There's been this, this backlash for Carmelo Anthony winning um, Player of the Week in the Western Conference, which... I don't think anyone cares about player of the week until Carmelo Anthony wins it. Like all of a sudden it's right. like a travesty that, that like, right. Oh my God, how could you pick like James Harden scored 60 points. How could you pick Carmelo Anthony? It's like, dude, it's player of the week. They're not going to give it to James Harden every fucking week, bro. Like calm down. Um, he went player of the month. He won player of the week. Portland went three and oh, Melo put up some solid stats. Uh, I think 22 points. Yeah. He shot uh, like 45% from three, uh, like 50 plus percent. I think it was like 57% from the field um, in that in that time span. Um, maybe had a defensive stat here or there. I don't know. Um, but like, dude. It, the backlash seems a little over the top, in my opinion. Like, I get it. He wasn't the best player in the Western Conference over the course of that week. But, like, his team went 3-0. and He played well. Who cares? Like, why right. the fuck – why do people care so much about something that they don't normally care about when it's somebody like Melo who gets it? Um, Joel, do you have some kind of um, – New York Knicks conspiracy involved with this, like just because he once played for the Knicks and everyone that you think everyone's out to get the Knicks and hates the Knicks, that this is all somehow related. Please tell me you do. <laughs> uh, 
I don't really, but uh, I can hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, if you want to hear, I could do that because you know I, I wouldn't put it past. No, no, just just, oh, just in general it. though. What are your thoughts? Like it's it's stupid, right? Like, people's reaction to it is stupid. It is, yeah, it's what, what it is is a feel good story they're trying to shit on because like look, Twenty's earned it in my opinion. Like no one expected him to do anything. They expected him to get like bought out by the end of the week. Let's be real. Right. You know what I mean? So for him to put up yeah. numbers, start. Start unlike out of nowhere. Like you're like, Oh, his first day there, they sign him, they put him in the starting lineup. Not the best first game, but every game after that has been right. pretty damn good. And he earned yeah. it and like you said, they went three and zero in that week. I mean, why not give it to him? Like, look, it's a feel-good story. It's just for the week. It's not. It doesn't mean right. a damn thing. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I don't know why people make a big deal about it. It's because it's mellow. And mellow, you know, just like the Knicks, there's just an automatic negativity attached to it. It's just stupid. Right. Well, and again, it's. Uh, I think you bring. You brought up a good point. Um, because it it's very much results versus expectation. That's why he got the award. Because um, if if they had brought him in and everyone expected him to like come out and like, you know, be really good, you know, and, and right. help them win, you know, uh, three games that week, it wouldn't have he wouldn't have got it. But like no one expected him to do it. Everyone was like, well, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Was about the best that you got out of it. I think everybody on mm-hmm. our podcast was like, why not? Um, but there, there were a lot of people throughout various forms of media who were just like, uh, well, good luck with that. Um, and, you know, he has been very productive. Um, so, it, again, yeah, it's, it's results versus expectations. As we talked about last week, it's why Luka Doncic is getting so much fucking press and, you know, fucking Giannis scores 50 and gets nothing. Like – that's you know <laughs> results versus expectations. That's a what lot that of is. things. Let's be real. It's, yeah, it's Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, and a lot of things, a lot of things factor into that. And like this is just one of them. And it's it's like you said, it's kind of a feel good story. It's whatever. Was he the best player in the Western Conference last week? No, but does it really matter? No. Um, Luke, do you have any thoughts on <laughs> what? What's that? I said, is the MVP always the MVP? No. <laughs> right, that too. Is the MVP, like, storyline, narrative, all of these things go into it. And so, yeah, like, and that is a that is a more consequential thing. Player of the Week is so, like, non-consequential. Like, why do we fucking care? Like, it doesn't matter. Why are people upset about it? It's stupid. Um, but anyway, <clears> Luke. Um, do you see it the way Joel and I see it, or do you actually think like, dude, like there were just too many fucking good players in in like that particular week? It's kind of dumb they gave him the award. <laughs> no, I mean I don't, I, I I don't really care. I mean I kind of think it's like a morale right. boost, like you know, mellow. You 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 still got it. Don't let it get down that you're out of the NBA for that long. Like, you know, kind of like one of those things. The only thing that I could see like kind of people are mad about is like. They're just putting Melo back in the, you know, the new story, the cycle again, and it's just like always talking about him, just kind of like how he got burned out of like the Brett Favre thing back in the day, if like he was going to retire or not, or yeah. the Tim Tebow, how they right. kept on just recycling any type of like Tim Tebow news, and it's just kind of like Melo's been that for the past couple of months, like when there's really good basketball occurring and no one's really talking about it because 
just news outlets are just cycling these stories and it's just like kind of getting on people. And now it's just like, oh, and you gave him player of the week. I mean, he did have a solid player, sure. I mean, you know, week and all that. And I mean, like I'm saying, yeah, it could go to any pe- other people, but player of the week has nothing to do with anything. Like, wow, you played good for one no. week. I mean, if you were to look at like the history of player of the weeks, you probably see some names on there and be like, that guy has never even done. That's probably like, his best week of his career league, and like the hot, right. yeah, like the highlight of his life. So it's just funny, but right. you know, Melo, Melo is still a, you know, a good player. You know, he, he can still like, you know, it's, it's fun to see him um, right now, you know, doing well with Portland this past week. I mean, there's still a lot of issues within Portland that I don't think he can fix, but it's, it's still fun to see, you know, that he's, he's actually, you know, playing at a, a decent level for being out of the game for a year. Yeah, and that's and again, that is why he won the award. And like, dude, like, let's not pretend like Joel Joel said. Let's not pretend narrative has nothing to do with these. Just like even the bigger awards, much less a fucking insignificant award like Player of the Week. So like everybody just calm the fuck down. Like it's fine. It's fine that he won Player of the Week. Um, you know what? And but honestly, mm-hmm. I think. I I kind of like the fact um, – I don't like the fact that everyone's making a big deal out of it. Um, but on some level, I do kind of like the fact because I I think that, like, Melo's going to hear that, and it's going to, like – that'll be c- kind of like the continued chip on his shoulder. And it's like, good. Like, you, 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 you won player of the week, but then, like, people bitch about it, so you still get to keep that chip on your shoulder. You get to keep that um, – that uh, right. that um, sort of fire, because uh, like he's he's gonna need to keep that if he's gonna be successful. Um, and you know what the most impressive thing about Melo is this year is that he is playing way closer to the basket than he has in the past. He is scoring a lot of his shots close to the basket. He's not shooting as many he did in the first game he came back, but since then he's shooting well from three. Um, but he's also trying to score a lot closer to the basket than he has in the past. And that's another thing that's been really effective for him. And, like, that's that's what we've been saying for years. Like, shoot threes and score, like, at 8 to 10 feet instead of fucking, you know, 18 to 20 feet. Um, and now that he's doing that, he's, he's proving to be successful at it. So, um, hopefully he continues it. Um, and... Like fuck it, dude. I'd like I'd like to see Melo keep playing for like fuck a like he said fuck a um uh farewell tour. Like let, let, I'd like to see him play for like two or three more years for like if he can prove his his worth this season playing for this Blazers team. Um, I think you could see many different scenarios where teams would be like, yeah, why not? Like if he can be efficient, then yeah, he's like. Then yeah, we might want him. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about the uh, <laughs> the Harden dunk the other night. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I, I, I specifically I want to talk more about the reaction to it um, from the Rockets, but just in and of itself, the the fact that like Harden dunked it, made the dunk. Did, I don't think Harden realized he made the dunk, <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, when when he actually did. 
Um, you, like if you watch that replay, he is going for that ball. Like he, he, he thinks it's still a live ball. Um, and, uh, you know, so he, he makes the dunk and they, they review it, but they don't review it. And then they say, well, you can't challenge it because you didn't get it in fast enough. Um, challenges need to go away. Um, we just need to do away with them. They've been terrible this year. Um, and I, I, God, I hope they, they, we, we, I think we said this after, like, with our first podcast after games had been played this season. Like, these challenges are stupid. They, we need to get rid of them. Um, so hopefully they do that. But, like, this, this is, like, such a clear thing. If you can go back and review if someone stepped on the line or not, um, and, and add or take away uh, a point uh, with a made shot, then you can go back and review something like this and be like, no, he actually made it. We should add two points. Like, and it shouldn't be a whole process. You know what I mean? It should just be like the people in wherever in New York where they review this um, should just like be like, hey – like I'm gonna make a phone call. Hey, they, you need to add two points. He actually did make that shot. Okay, we're gonna add two points. Boom, carry on the game. Um, but I mean, that's as simple as it should be. Uh, but the protest by the Rockets is so fucking annoying. You have the least watchable superstar I've ever seen in my life in James Harden. Um, you have a, a team that protests everything. Like, literally, this is a team that, like, when they lost to the Warriors in uh, not uh, this past season, but the season before with the, when, when Chris Paul went down with the hamstring injury, they, like, sent a report to the NBA and released it to the public of all the various foul calls that they thought they had been – uh, that had been missed by the referees, uh, as, as if to say, like, hey, like, we should have won that series because you didn't call all these calls. Like, I'm sure, I, I'm quite sure that the Warriors didn't really care to take the time to look at all the foul calls that didn't go their way. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's, this team's so fucking annoying. I fucking hate the Rockets. I really do. And I was even rooting for mm-hmm. them for the last couple of years because I so desperately wanted somebody to beat the Warriors. Uh, but, like, dude, you're just fucking annoying at this point. You downgraded by trading Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, which is, you know, a, a very a tough look. Uh, but, like, as far as just the fit, um, like, I don't, I don't necessarily think Russell Westbrook isn't as good of a player as Chris Paul given their age and everything else. But, like, as far as a fit with James Harden, like, Westbrook's a much worse fit. He does not improve your team. Um, All the depth that you once had, you don't have anymore. Uh, And, you know, you're just annoying as fucking shit. Like, I don't – I I, I can't abide it. I can't abide it. I fucking – I block it. Uh, as Jason Concepcion would say, uh, just fuck it. Like this is terrible. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on the the missed call by the refs and then the Rockets um, 
adamant protest that the game uh, either be awarded to them or they replay the game as if there haven't been bad calls made in the past by any number of referees. Well, I'd be upset myself, to be honest, <laughs> if they didn't call a dunk, <laughs> like an obvious dunk. Like, how, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how are you missing dunks? <laughs> right. Um, but at the same time, no, I'm not I'm, I'm asking for the game back or whatever the fuck. The missed call is a missed call. No. Um, but, but at the same time, I mean, if you're the rash for me. How the fuck do you miss that? Like I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, Harden missed it. Uh, Harden, like, look at the video. Harden didn't know that ball went in. Like, he was as confused <laughs> as anyone else. I'm gonna have to check that video out again. I remember seeing it, but I don't I remember. Go watch it. It's it's really funny. Because <clears throat> I do remember seeing it. I just don't remember. Like what? Like I don't exactly what ha- what happened. But I, I, sure. I just watched it like sparingly, just like honest, like I just kind of glance glance at it or whatever the fuck it was. But wrestling is calls all the time. Like uh, I, I was, I right. definitely blamed refs for a loss in my, my time, <laughs> and I was never getting those games back. And sometimes you're gonna deal with it. And the Rockets do like to bitch and complain, and they get most of the calls anyway. So I don't know why they always fucking bitching it. Regardless, right? Don't tell me James yeah. Harden doesn't get a whole bunch of calls that he shouldn't get. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why every other fan in the NBA who's not a Rockets fan is like, oh, get over it. And and not to mention, like, you still blew a fucking huge lead. Like, you were up. Like, even when that call happened, you were still up. Do I think that the refs should have gone back? Do I think there should be a system in place, like I said, like there is with – uh, to to adjust um, missed three point calls where they either add or take away a point because they called it or didn't call it a three pointer. Yes, I think there should be some kind of system in place um, in the future for you know baskets like that um, or plays like that or whatever. Um, it's so rare that like it wouldn't be something that you would um, you would think you would need, um, but I mean apparently they do. Uh, but nevertheless. Like, like you still fucking lost the game. Like, no way they should go back and replay that game or award it to the fucking Rockets or anything else. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, and and the fact that they would even ask for that is just, it it just again just shows so much fucking. This is why the league hates your team so fucking much. Like, you're whiny little bitches. Like, that's what you are. Like it, it, it happens all the time with you guys, and it's just like we can't abide it anymore. Especially when you're not the team that could knock off the undefeatable um, Golden State Warriors. Uh, now we got a whole new crop of teams, uh, so it's like you're yesterday's news. We don't care about it anymore, so we're not gonna like support any of this shit. Um, not that I ever really did support any of the shit, but I, I. I I guess I I turned my cheek to it a little more um, because I really did want them to beat the Warriors, but like now it's insignificant. So fuck them. Like yeah, it, I'm tired too. of it. <laughs> yeah, but like now I'm tired Dif- of it. I don't, different I don't times. Care. Yeah. Different times, and you're not gonna win. Like you're there, there is. I will bet. I don't know. Uh, my 
savings account that the fucking Rockets will not win a fucking title with James Harden. Like, if anyone wants to take me off on that, yeah, just let me know. Um, but, uh, Luke, what are your thoughts on this whole shindig and the Rockets' huge protest and the audacity for them to be like, uh, yeah, we think the league should award us the game or at least go back and like replay the last seven, eight minutes of the game? I mean, I, I really don't have much on it. Uh, I had to watch the dunk a couple of times myself to, like, make sure it went in. It's just the the force that he threw it in and the whip that it comes out of the net, it is kind of confusing because it pulls it right back. So just for right. all parties, I understood why, <clears throat> why it was kind of confusing, even for Harding, who threw the dunk down, and he should know that he just pulled, like, it didn't bounce off the rim, that he just put it right through the, the hoop. So he should have known, but... Even his reaction was kind of, you know, candid that he just didn't even know. It was like almost like an optical illusion where just like, did that happen? And you know it did. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I just, other than that, I mean, I don't, I, it's called, bad calls happen, good calls happen. You can't blame games uh, like losses on calls like that. I mean, there's a lot of other things that go into, you know, you losing games just besides one one like, call like that. So, <laughs> so. I just, I just wish this happened against a team that would, like, have the balls to, like, go back and, like, look at every single call that went against their team and to be, like, <laughs> like release their own report to be, like, yeah, these are all the calls that went uh, against us, and there's 137 of them. <laughs> like, just, like, whatever. Like, just, um, just, like, go full balls to the wall to, to troll the Rockets because they totally deserve it. Um, I don't know. The biggest takeaway I have from this is obviously the refs um, hate watching James Harden as much as we do because they don't even watch his dunks. <laughs> like, like They're just like, fuck it. I don't want to watch this either. Um, so, yeah, it's whatever. It is what it is. Um, all right, let's get into our awards. Uh, most valuable player. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, – I want to I wanna just – in order to keep it moving along, we'll talk about who we think is the most valuable player, um, and then we'll go into – like right after we get done with that, we'll get into like our first team All-NBA, um, which, you know, in that case we can kind of talk about who and why people might be our runner-ups. And we'll do that with Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and then we'll move on to the other categories. Um, so MVP, Luke, who you got? I mean, this one's kind of obvious. There's three people that are just dominating the league right now, just doing historic numbers that just we haven't seen in just a while. Um, I'm just going to go with the, the guy who won it last year just because his team is the best team right now. I mean, he loses one of his best players. Well, two probably. I mean, over the offseason, you know, losing Brogdon's big and all that. But, I mean, going on a nine-game winning streak and just just what he's been doing this year, he's second in points. I mean, he's fourth in rebounds right now. What I really – what the stat that really stands out to me right now is that he's assisting on 34% of their field goals. So, that's just, like, huge right now in my mind. And – I also Damn. just what what makes him stand out to me just a little bit more than you know the the three and the Harden Luca and him is his just defensive capabilities. I mean, again, he's in the top running in my mind. I mean, uh, for all of us, I think should be in the top three 
for defensive player of the year, just what he can do on just both ends of the floor, night in, night out. I mean, it's just impressive. It's like what you were saying earlier. He puts up a 50-point game, and it just no one even notices. It's just like they kind of breeze over it. It's just like, man, he's really doing this like right now. So I got to give it up for Giannis. I mean, Luca's having a great year. I was considering him, you know, but uh, just their record right now is not as good as Milwaukee's. I mean, what they've definitely um, – the Mavs have definitely, you know, outdid their expectation in my eyes for sure. So he's really doing <laughs> and what 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 they're doing offensively, um, just being one of the best offensive teams. It's very impressive. But I mean, I still got to give it up for you know both ends of the the court and just what Giannis can do just defensively just puts him over that edge. I mean, Luke is a fun story right now, and Harden. I mean, too, he you got to give it up for Harden. I mean, as well. I mean. Everyone, I mean, you were saying it earlier, you, you hate his game and all that, but, I mean, you can't hate a game, a guy that knows, I mean, to get to the foul line, and that's one part of the game. I mean, that's that's huge, yeah. and not a lot of people like to do it. I mean, that's what bugs us on a lot of players, that they don't like to get to the foul line. It's like, why not, like, just go, just please, just go, like, get fouled, and he just takes advantage of it, and what he's doing this year is just, it's very impressive, I mean. It is boring basketball to see someone go to the line, you know, 20 times or, and just shoot sure. it. But, I mean, it, it, I mean what, if, if it's a way to get points though. and you know how to do it, it's just, I mean, you got to take advantage of the, the system. I mean, it's just what you got to do. I mean, he's just very good at it. Okay, uh, just real quick. I'm going to be quick with my pick, but it's not – Harden's not boring because he gets to the line a lot. Harden's boring because he ISOs all the time and doesn't involve his teammates. And, like, I get it. Like, that is successful for them, and that's why, like, they have built their offense around it. No, and I I mean, that's fine. Like, Kobe, yeah, sure, Kobe was the same way. Um, but, like, the, like it's, it's terribly boring because of that. The difference between a guy like Harden and a guy like Luka – um, is that Luca still gets his team involved, or even a guy like Trey Young who gets to the line a lot, he still gets his teammates involved, even though like Trey's teammates fucking really suck, um, especially the mm. teammates that he has on the court like now, um, due to injuries and suspensions and everything else. Uh, but like, nevertheless, like I think that is it. it like it's it's so much more fun to watch Luca than it is to watch Harden, because Luca, even though he has the same game as Harden, he's got the same style as Harden. He doesn't play in that sort of box of ISO ball all the time that Harden does, and it's just I don't know. He does a little more pick and roll. He involves the rest of the team a little more. Um, and, like, I'm not saying either style is right for winning. I'm just saying it's more pleasurable to watch one than the other. Um, so, you know, that the free throws, though, I mean, all of those guys draw so many fucking fouls, um, especially Luka and, and Harden. But even, like, a guy like Trey, he draws a lot of fouls, too. Um, and And all of them draw a lot of iffy fouls. Um, and they're really good at it, but you know, I mean, it's it's it. There's a difference when you're still involving your teammates and 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 um, not 
in, in a more impactful way than just kicking out, you know, um, when you're doing pick and rolls and lobs or uh, like pick and roll, pick and pops or different things like that, that like James doesn't really do that much anymore. Um, so I think that's the big difference. But anyway, I agree with you. For me personally, it's still Giannis. I I really battle between Giannis and LeBron. Um <laughs> Because I do think LeBron has the narrative um, of he needs that fifth MVP to kind of stack up with MJ. Um, And I think that will be something that he kind of has throughout the season. He's averaging the the highest assist total of his career, and he has by far the most assists of any player um, this season. Uh, So I think those are kind of like really interesting statistics that like bode well for him. But when you come down to it, it's like you said, Luke, like not only did Giannis lose Brogdon in the off season, he's been playing without Middleton throughout most of the season. Um, and he's just been stepping up. He's better than he was last season. He's more efficient. He's even, he's shooting worse at the free throw line and still more efficient. And like that's, ridiculous and, and not just like a little worse like considerably worse at the free throw line and he's still fucking more efficient he's still got a better true shooting percentage so like it, it it's crazy he like he was the MVP, to me he was absolutely the mvp last year he's even better than he was last year and i don't look at anybody like even harden like I don't think he's necessarily better than he was last year. He's just shooting more shots because Russell Westbrook, I guess, is more content with him shooting more shots than Chris Paul was, which is why he wanted him there. Um, but and you know Eric Gordon's down, so you know what have you. Uh, but yeah, to me, it's Giannis, and and especially for the reasons you said, his defensive prowess is is fucking great. But I will give LeBron this. He is actually fucking trying on defense this year, and that has been a huge fucking plus for them. Um, but, like, LeBron is not in the category or even conversation of anywhere close to the conversation of defensive player of the year, whereas Giannis is, like you said, at least top three, at the very least top three. In, in the defensive player of the year uh, candidacy. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Giannis as well. Uh, Joel, who you got? This should be different. I'm going to go who I, with who I, I had in the beginning of the year, uh, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron James. back here, boy. LeBron James. Um, mainly because, you know, we already gave it to Giannis last year. I, it's just I get bored giving it to the same guy every year <laughs> back to back. So it's like uh sure. The bounce back year for Ron. Uh, I would give it to Luca if his record was a little bit better. Uh and maybe it will by the end of the year maybe that'll change. But uh, right now, as of right now I wouldn't hold your breath for that. I'm gonna give it to L B J down there with the Lakers just above A B because I just think LeBron is really the MVP of that team. Um I, I'm saving A D for a different uh one later on. <laughs> sure. Well, and I think, too, I think the reason that I kind of side with 
Giannis over LeBron, like the edge that I give Giannis, is he doesn't have an Anthony Davis. And not only does he not have an Anthony Davis, his quote-unquote Anthony Davis is Chris Middleton, who's been hurt. So he's been doing all this shit by himself um, and still putting up ridiculous numbers. So, like, I just – I can't ignore that. As much as I agree with you, Joel, like, I don't like to give it to the same person year to year. Um, I I just can't – I like, I, I – that's why I had LeBron in the argument, but I can't turn my back on the fact that Giannis is just fucking insane. He's just so fucking good. Um, but I, I, I feel where you're coming from, and uh, I think LeBron yeah, definitely totally. has I, – I, dude, I think he's got a fucking great um, pathway to getting the MVP. And he's, like you said, he's definitely the MVP of that team. Um, he is – bar none, the most important person on that team. Um, and, and like, the on-off numbers between he and uh, Anthony Davis have, like, even in 20 games, have have really, like, shown that. Like, he uh, – his his numbers – like, the numbers when he – when LeBron's off the court and AD is on versus, you know, vice versa, um, it's it's – ridiculously in favor of LeBron and that is to me like kind of the quintessential um argument if you're gonna you know argue between two guys on the same team. Um but nevertheless, uh I think uh all of those guys are good candidates. I think Harden and Luca are right there too. I think you got four legitimate candidates as of right now. Um which transitions us to our first team all NBA. So I'll start. Um, for guards, I got Luca. I got Harden. For forwards, I got LeBron. I got Giannis. I think those are easy. I think there's an argument to be made for center, but as of now, I'm going Towns. Towns has just been fucking great this season. He's got his team um, in the playoff mix. They are currently, I think, the seventh or eighth seed. Uh, in the Western Conference, which is, like, really, like, impressive. I think Jokic has been disappointing this season. I think Embiid has been disappointing this season. Jokic Mm -hmm. just seems like he looks disinterested and maybe a little out of shape and just something's off with him. I don't know exactly what it is, but, like, he has not been the Jokic of last year and – I expected him to make a step. I'm really glad I didn't pick him for MVP because at least I it was between him and Kawhi. It ended up picking Kawhi, and at least Kawhi is not going to win just because he doesn't play enough games. <laughs> um, whereas really? Jokic isn't going to win because he's not playing like he should be. Um, and then Embiid, like he just hasn't brought it defensively. Like Embiid, Embiid's block numbers are ridiculously low this season. Like he's just been, like, it, it, I really do think he's playing himself into shape, which is not the narrative that we were presented at the beginning of the season. I think Towns has by far been the most impressive center this year. You can maybe argue Gobert, but I like, I just think Towns like numbers both offensively and even his slight improvement defensively just power over um Gobert's 
like elite defensive statistics. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm rolling with. Uh, Joel, what do you got? Uh, I got pretty much the same as you. You know, I'd probably, if I was allowed to, I'd probably put AD over Cat at, at center. Um, but Cat has center. been he played one. Center. I know he doesn't want to play center, but for real. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, but not not be, not but. what he wants or doesn't want to. He hasn't played it. Like he's the majority yeah, of his I minutes mean, have come at power forward. Like eighty percent of his minutes have come at power forward. If we're going by all star fucking rules, because apparently all star rules are different than fucking uh, first player <laughs> stupid shit. So, you know, yeah. If the NBA true. can play one way but not the other, you know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. assholes. Centers are positions. Um, well, here's the <laughs> it thing. Is. I know why ridiculous. they did it. It's just like now that we have all these centers, maybe you could maybe you could not do that anymore. Go back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, look, I've Go always. Back. I've always said, go back, and you don't have to call it center. Just call it big man or, or call it big because that's all it is. You right. just play a power forward or a center at that big position. That's all it is. Very simple because forwards are basically just big wings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Essentially, wing. we, just don't, we just don't want, like, you know, three small forwards representing the, the you know, uh, the forwards' positions, if you will. Like, cause, like exactly. give us one big. Exactly. Exactly. You need at least a power forward or a center at that big position, not a fucking another small forward. Like, nothing irked right. me more than having, like, uh, oh, the KD, Ka- Kawhi, and whoever the fuck. And LeBron. Time. It was just stupid. It was really, yeah, LeBron. I, was I don't KD, like Kawhi, that shit. That's stupid. No, it uh, wasn't Kawhi. Just, it wasn't Kawhi because he wasn't in the Western Conference, but I know what you're saying. It was it was KD, LeBron, yeah. and somebody, Paul George. That's who it was. Oh, George, there you go. Yeah, it was just so annoying. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But yeah, so I think yeah. But basically, my first, my my first team is absolutely the same thing. It's just there's really no debate there. <laughs> Those are the best five players this year, um, at their at their respective positions, and um, um, that's just what it is. I, I mean, they've been playing. All of them have been playing really, really well. Yeah. Absolutely. Luke, who you got? No, yeah, I have the same exact as you guys. I mean, Cat is definitely having the best year as a center. I mean, I definitely contemplated between him, Gobert, and Anthony Davis just because, like uh, you guys are saying, I kind of went out of the position list kind of spot, even though, and like you were saying, Nick, his, all of his stats are good at the power four position. I mean, I think he's not even, like, I, he might be a negative when he's played, but, like, small amount of minutes he's not just been that great at center which I mean annoys me because I really do think that he'd be an amazing center he just doesn't want to play it so I had to right. give it to him I can't give it to Embiid I mean just a, a guy who can score zero points in a game is just like I just I can't put you right now I know he's gonna bounce back and he's not gonna do that but it's just like right now I mean this part of the year I just couldn't even like even in my top three consider him it's just I just got to see a lot, I mean, out of him. Like you say, his block numbers are down. He's got a, you know, a, a better person around him now in Horford, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, I could just see a lot more out of Embiid and the whole Sixers uh, like situation right now, so that's why I kind of had to bump him down. What really got me was um, Luca. you know, putting him at the guard position. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's not the traditional guard that you're thinking, you know, 
size wise and all that. But I mean, if you really look at Luca, even though he's not your typical six three, six four kind of a guy, he he is a point guard. He's the Mavs point guard, even though he's a point forward, but he is a point guard. So it's just kind of intrigued me this year. You know, there's not one of those guards. I mean, Steph's hurt, Kyrie's been hurt. Um, you know, I'm, there's other people down the line. You know, I'm definitely not trying to be a homer, but Kimba's, you know, on one of like, I have him on the third team, but it's just like these traditional guards that we've been having on the first team. It's just, they're not here right now. And Luca definitely needs to be in that guard position, even though he's a more of a, you know, point forward. So I just thought that was very interesting that the guard position just kind of, uh, you know, at a, at a weak situation right now. Yeah, it's very weak. It is, it's, but it's always been, like in my mind, the past couple of years, the guard position's been the you know the of the most abundant, a very heavy position where there's been a lot. Sure. Dame's been hurt. I mean, Dame's been having a great year, but even he got hurt. So it's just you know, just right. very surprising. But Luca does deserve to be a guard. I mean, does deserve to be on this first All NBA team. I mean, he doesn't need to be pushed down to the forwards and all that because then you kind of get some issues with you know who who you're gonna flip flop and all that. So. That's what right. I mean. I just thought it was very interesting. But, yeah, Cat all the way. What he's been able to do just for just Minnesota, that team's, you know, not that great just all around. And what he's been able to do night in, night out. I mean, shooting the three ball like no other. I mean, the guy's taking nine threes a game and making four of them. Yeah. It's like, dude, go ahead. Like, be my guest. Yeah, he's fucking great, Keep on dude. shooting. Keep on stretching the floor like that, which is really helping out Wiggins and, like, really helping out all of his other teammates. So it's just, you got to give it up for Cat right now. I mean, he's he's definitely had some down games and all that, but what he's been able to do, it's just very impressive for Minnesota and keeping him in, you know, contention right now for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, again, the thing that really gets me with Cat is the last three seasons, because um, I brought this up, uh, two seasons ago, which was the first season he was able to uh, accomplish this feat, um, he is the only player in the league who shoots 50% from the floor, 40% from three, 80% from the line, and still gets 20 points and 10 rebounds. The only fucking player. He's the only fucking player in the league who's done that in the last two seasons, and he's on pace to do it again this season. He's just fucking remarkable, dude. He's just such a weird um, – like, I know a lot of people, like, want to call, like, Kristaps Porzingis a unicorn. This guy is the real fucking unicorn. Um, and he doesn't miss games. He played all 82 games the first three seasons of his career. He played 77 last year. He got into, like, some weird car accident, and then he missed a couple games later because of something else. Um, but, like, he just doesn't miss games. Uh, he he's he's a fucking tank. Um, he obviously missed some games this year because of suspension, because uh, of the whole like Embiid uh, tussle. Um, but dude, the the guy is fucking incredible, um, and he seems to have improved his defense a little bit this year. Um, at least, um, you know, from from a, a I guess a Eagles eye view. I don't I don't watch all of their games, but they do seem better defensively just in general. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from what I've uh, seen and what I've heard, I, it seems like he's, he's doing 
you know, uh, switching a little bit better and, um, you know, picking up his uh, defenders a little bit better and, and, and timing uh, particular blocks or different situations a little bit better uh, and, and, you know, not committing as, as many fouls. Uh, like all of these things matter in the long run. So, um, so yeah, I, I totally think Towns is very deserved. Um, all right, let's move on. Defensive player of the year, Luke, who you got? This one, I mean, kind of just already hinted to it earlier. I mean, it's another one of those where it's a repeat of last year. You know, I don't want to be boring and all that, but what Gobert's been able to do this year, I mean, it's just it's staggering. I mean, I really thought it was interesting then, you know, losing Derek Favors, you know, putting more of the load on to Gobert, you know, to stay healthy, to, you know, you're going to have to be playing more minutes and, you know, being more relied on. And he's just been able to live up to it. I mean, his, you know, he's, the whole team defensively is really well. Um, you know, Giannis definitely is, um, you know, my top three as well. Uh, who I kind of put in between them, I can't, I can't put him number one, um, but I definitely want to give a shout out. Um, my, my guy, Marcus Smart, I mean, I, he's pretty much one of the, you know, the best perimeter defenders. I got to give a shout out to him. Um, you know, he definitely yeah, we'll can cover the that. one through four. That's why I have the category. He, Come on, man. That's why I have the category. You don't have to give shout-outs. We're about to do all defensive team. You get to name all these people in a minute. But, you know, I just I, I just feel lame, you know, going, you know, the <laughs> last two categories, going with the last two years, winners. I mean, last year's winners. That's why, you know, it's kind of you got to give it. But, you know, I just – I I can't look at Gobert's numbers, and, and I've always been, you know, big, you know, Rudy guy all last year. I was all, you know, so just got to give it up for him. But smart – Definitely, he's uh, you know, been making it interesting. Um, I don't think you know he'll the gap will be you know, not as close at the end of the year. I still think Gobert's going to run away with this one this year, but it is very interesting what he's been able to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly has. Um, I, 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 I like. I mean, I'd, I'll put it this way. I don't mind your pick of Gobert. I mean, he's always a reasonably good pick. Um, my big problem is the Jazz are ranked 10th currently in defensive rating. Um, and I know I know a lot of that, like you said, has to do with them losing favors um, and, you know, having all these new pieces and all that. Um, but, like, to me, it's it's so obviously Giannis. Like, again, Middleton is widely considered the second-best defensive player on that team. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, like, repeating myself from the MVP thing. Um, but Middleton is the second-best defensive player. He's the best wing defender. They, again, lost Brogdon, um, and they're still – they still have the best defensive rating in the league. Um, and, like – I know Bledsoe's good. He's a really good defender. Um, I think he's slightly overrated as a defender, but he, he he's good. He's very good. Um, and then other than that, like Brook Lopez is really good at getting blocks, but like that, I think a poor metric as to decide who's like a good defender. Like he's really good at like protecting the paint and like slapping shit away, but he's not really a great defender. 
Um, like if if you get him switched out and he's got to guard somebody, he's nothing. Like Giannis is great on ball. He's great off ball. He's great help defense. He does everything. Um, and that is why I picked him over Anthony Davis, who I think Joel alluded to earlier that he's going to pick Anthony, Anthony Davis, which I totally understand because of yeah, baby. His insane block numbers. I get it. But Giannis is just doing everything for this team, and it's it's just crazy, man. And he's getting – also, he, he uh, I think, is second in the league in uh, rebounds, or second or third. I can't remember. Um, I know uh, Drummond is first, but uh, he's, like, he's up uh, there. But, like, I mean, and, and a lot of those are defensive rebounds. Um, so that, I mean, I think that should factor into, you, like, your defensive rating as well and, your, you know, your defensive metric. Um, he is just insanely fucking good. He's also, he's also getting a shit ton of steals, as he always does. He's, he's just so versatile. He can do everything. This guy didn't win defensive player of the year last year. I think it's a fucking travesty, and I'm going to – as long as he keeps up this kind of play, I'm going to be the champion for Giannis all year for Defensive Player of the Year, regardless of whether or not I might turn and, and, and pick a different narrative for him for um, uh, for uh, pick a different narrative rather for MVP. Uh, but dude, he's just he's fucking sick. He's so fucking good. It's crazy. Uh, and like again, and that's why I have him as the MVP because he is so fuck good defensively. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, Joel, tell us why Anthony Davis is your defensive player of the year. Because the Lakers were a fucking terrible defensive team last year. Guess what they are this they year? They were one of the best. Really good. <laughs> yep. And he's one of the main reasons why easily. Oh yeah. I think what they're like top. In, in defensive rating, um, they're, they're they're just they do everything. They're fifth, right? So they're 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 the fifth. Yep. They're like fifth in like they're at least top five in almost every defensive ranking. So uh, right. and he's a big reason yeah. why. Um, it's it's just it is what it is. Anthony Davis. Um, I mean Giannis is not a bad selection if he ever gets he gets it. I'm I'm never gonna say no to that. Obviously Giannis is the fucking man. And if he doesn't get MVP, he probably deserves to get the defensive player of the year. But my dude, AD, um, who I, you know, didn't really get the recognition he needed in, in New Orleans, um, definitely is getting it in L.A. If he can't get he, I know they were probably gunning for him to be MVP this year, but unfortunately playing with LeBron, it's not an easy thing to do. At the very least, the kid could at least get defensive player of the year, at least, you know, at uh, it, it's something, you know. It's better than nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel you. Um and again, he's been fucking fantastic. All right, so let's transition this into sure. our um, all-defensive team. Uh, it's funny because I think we're all going to have um, our three picks on our all-defensive team. For center, I do have Gobert. Uh, for the forwards, I have Giannis, and I have AD. And then for the guards, no. I think this is where it might get interesting. Marcus Smart is the lock. He is absolutely the first pick for guard uh, for 
Dude, that dude is a fucking bulldog. He is guarding fucking seven-foot-tall guys, just, like, in the paint, bullying the fuck out of them. Like, he is so fucking good defensively, it's ridiculous. Uh, so he's the lock. And it's like, who is the other guard do you pick? Pat Beverly, I think, is, is an honorable mention, but for me, ben Simmons, ben Simmons is my pick because – you can argue whether he's a guard yeah. or a, or a yeah. uh, or a forward or whatever, but like he is guarding. Like I watch, I've watched at least half of the Sixers games this year. He guards guards like he that because he has to because of the way their team is built. Tobias Harris is their small forward. He can't he can't guard bigger dudes because Tobias Harris can't guard guards. So he has had to guard guards this year. Um, and he's done it so fucking well. He has been elite at shutting down guards uh, on on the defensive end, um, and he has been the main driving force as to why uh, the Sixers have the third best defensive ranking uh, rating, rather, of, of this season. Uh, because, like, let's be honest, like, Embiid just hasn't been bringing it this year. Um, on the defensive end, and like Simmons has just been a fucking terror um, out there on the perimeter, um, and that is like the one saving grace for him uh, because I think all of the rest of his game has just kind of either looked stagnant or maybe even worse. Uh, you know, I mean, he did make that one three pointer, and that was great, but like, it's like, dude. I, I can't celebrate you making a three-pointer. Like, you need to, like, just shoot more often and make more of them for me to, like, get excited about it. Um, I, but defensively, he's been a fucking juggernaut, and he's been a big reason why uh, the team has uh, won a lot of these close games because uh, they have had a ton of them, a ton of close games. Um, but, yeah, so that's mine. It's uh, Marcus Smart. Ben Simmons, um, uh, Giannis, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, Luke, what you got? So I'm pretty much in line with you for um, a lot of them. Definitely center, you know, Giannis, guard with Smart, and um, Giannis being in the four. Uh, I was with you. There's so many, like, guards where I was like, man, who I really want to put in as, like, a true guard. You know, I thought about Drew Holiday. I was like, he's not really been having that great a year I think there's a lot of other things that are kind of relating into that um you know I still think he'll be one of the better defensive uh defensive players in the guard position um you got you alluded to Pat Beverly but I had to give it to Ben Simmons too it's like Luca being in the first team I mean it's just one of those ones where I'm like Ben Simmons is just doing a lot as you know and his steals are very high so I went with him at the guard position where I kind of deferred for you um just because I kind of wanted to make it, you know, uh, a, a guy where it's, it's just – he's been very impressive to me this year, and it's Jonathan Isaac. I mean, what he's been able yeah. to do is just – his oh, numbers dude, just, I it. mean, all all across the board. I really wanted to give it to AD, but, you know, I was like, you know, I mean, I, I, I battled between him and Giannis at that spot. I'm like, give me the Giannis, but I was like, you know, I kind of want to get like another forward kind of like, you know, that's not a power forward center kind of a guy. So, Isaac's just – he – He's having a big comeback year. I mean, his blocks are up, his steals are up. I mean, what he's been able to do for 
Orlando. I think he's leading the league in steals, maybe? No, 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 no. Blocks. He's leading the league in blocks per game right now. And it's, I'm pretty it's, sure. it's impressive with the – I'm pretty sure he's, 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 he's up there um, in blocks. Uh, but it's just – it's been impressive what the kid's been able to do. I mean, he's been injured the past couple of years. Uh, they've been kind of, you know, down on him. You don't know really what the Magic's whole game plan's been with Gordon and him. And he's just – what he's been able to do defensively, I, I think it's – he's kind of showing to the Magic that, you know, if you need to take the step in the direction of, you know, starting to build around me – what he's been able to do defensively. I mean, yeah, his, his offensive game still has some some shots to make, but just defensively, just everything he's having to do for them, um, just been really impressive. So I just got to give it to the young guy right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm totally down with that, dude. He's been fucking fantastic. And the Magic are right up there with defensive uh, rating. Like, they've been – like, their problem is offense, not defense, and they're, they're – like main component on defense has absolutely been Jonathan Isaac. And I think he's right there in the mix for uh, most improved player. Like he's, he's, um, he's been fucking terrific. Um, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't fault you at all. Um, it's just really hard to pick him for me. It's really hard to pick him over Giannis and Anthony Davis. When I have both of them as my one and two for defensive player of the year, I, I just can't quite get there. Um, maybe if I could slide, see, but even then, Gobert, like it's so hard. Um, like that, that it, they're just so stacked defensively there. Um, but anyway, uh, Joel, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, my thoughts are that uh, you basically gave it away. That's exactly who I have. Um, I think <laughs> Ben Simmons. What is what this ben group Simmons think? Legit. We didn't have any of this shit prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, it's true. I mean, this, these are obvious choices at this point in the year. Drink. Like, I saw Ben Simmons win a game just on defense alone. <laughs> like, I watched yeah. it happen. Um, so, yeah. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, Marcus Smart, yeah, given. Uh, you can't argue with Giannis. You can't argue with uh, AD. And you can't argue with Gobert. I mean, honestly, you can make an argument for Jonathan Isaac. You just don't fuck the room. How about defensive six-man of the year? <laughs> there you go. Vincent Six Man oh, here. We, we're making a new award. Uh, there you go. But yeah, no, nah, I, I feel you, dude. Like it's it's it it does seem like I I do think Beverly deserves some credit. Um, but I just think what Smart and and Simmons have done just kind of slightly outweigh that. Like I don't want to. I wouldn't quote Westbrook <laughs> on all that dude does is fucking run. Um, but, like, there is a little bit to that where he's, like, real feisty and he moves around and he tries really hard. But, like, just as far as, like, uh-huh. um, actual defensive uh, creation, if, if – I don't know. Maybe we can coin that, defensive creation. Like, creating, uh, you know – being able to like swap like Patrick Beverly is great. He can't fucking body up a fucking six foot ten dude. Fucking Ben Simmons can, Marcus Smart can, and like Mark Smart's not that much bigger than fucking Pat Bev, but he's big enough. He's at least his body is fucking stout, and 
like he he can do it and it's just like those are like their their the their ability to switch is just crazy um and i i like i want to see more of the fucking Marcus Smart center lineups. <laughs> like, I think it's fucking. I, I, I've heard a couple people mention them. Um, I, I haven't watched a ton of Celtics games, so I don't know if they're actually running them. Luke, maybe you can let me know. Um, but, like, I, I would love to see a lineup of, like, Kimba, Brown, Hayward, uh, Tatum, and Smart, and just Smart, like, being like, I'll body up fucking, I don't know. Uh, anybody who's not Joel Embiid or fucking I don't know uh, maybe Andre Drummond might be a little too big for him but there's not that many like, there's really not that many people who, who who Marcus Smart would there's nobody he'd be afraid of but there's not that many people that he would just turn his nose up at um, as, as, you know as far as like nah I mean I just, fuck I can't do that like and really, there's nobody that he would he wouldn't feel he couldn't guard. But there's maybe a couple centers in the league that he couldn't guard, um, but only like only a handful, if that. So, um, but yeah, uh, it, it, it's I guess we're we're reaching more of a consensus than I thought we would. That's why the first quarter awards are so much fun because there's no consensus. Um, but apparently there's been a lot of consensus amongst us independently. Um, all right, rookie of the year. Maybe we'll get uh, some some varying opinions here, though I doubt it. Um, we'll go to you first, Joel. Who you got? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think this is going to be more consensus than not. Uh, yeah. I, I do currently have John as the number one, uh, as much as I'd love to give RJ the award. Yeah. Uh, Arjun's <laughs> definitely top five. Uh, Is he? But uh, yeah, I think he's top five. Yeah. You don't think he's top five? Rookie? No. No. <laughs> you said no. You're insane. No. Um. Yeah, he's definitely top five rookie. Um. John Morant is definitely number one at the moment. Oh, like I was but, insane you know, last year for not having fucking uh, Kevin Knox top five. <laughs> I mean, R.J. Barrett is not fucking Kevin Knox. This was, this was a completely different player. <laughs> it's fair, but, like, you, thing, but. you still said I was insane last year for my takes on, on Knox. They're usually insane with your bias, so, yeah, it's true. But uh, but, but the point is, uh, R.J. Barrett is at least a top five player. I don't – it's not like I have bias against Knicks players. Like, actually, I – because I I, you know – I'm I'm good friends with you and I'm good friends with Juwan. I want the Knicks to do well. Like I don't, I like I don't, I don't have like some bias. My name is Nick. Fuck off. I don't have a bias against the Knicks or, or their players. I just I I, I think um I I don't. Well, we'll get to it um with our uh, with yeah, our let's, uh, let's all just get rookie team eventually. Yeah, but like but yeah, right. John Morant, right? It's in it's, there too. It's obvious at this point. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's argue, definitely an argument that could be made for a lot of the rookies. You know, there's been some surprises. Like I did not expect Kendrick Nunn to come out of no, nowhere and play as well Dude, as he has. Sick. You know, and, yeah. I don't, I, who the fuck is that? So that's what I mean. There's a couple guys that came out of nowhere I wasn't expecting. Um, 
Uh, and look, what was his name? Pascal from the fucking Warriors, who's been really, really yeah. good too. So it's like, you know, and then they had no choice but to be good because Warriors really don't have anybody. <laughs> but um, Domeray has been consistently good since the beginning. He hasn't really dropped off. There was a moment there where RJ did drop off. I, I'll admit that, but I think he's come back to life since then. Uh, but yeah, he had there, there were some moments there that he wasn't as good. But RJ Barrett, if you can at least give me top ten, Nick, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, top ten, yeah, for sure. Top five. Probably but number we're gonna six say we'll go with ten. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, not, we'll, at least we agree I'm on not. one. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. As I alluded to earlier, I'm right there with you. It's, it, at this point, it's Jaw. Um, like, like you said, there's there's several different rookies who've been solid, but like he's been, he's he's taken to the league in a way that I didn't necessarily think was possible, um, especially because he played in what the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, in college, like a conference that maybe I don't know, seventeen people have heard of. Uh, like he is, um, just remarkable. Like the, the it's it's crazy how he just came out of nowhere in his sophomore season, nonetheless, and is just coming to the 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 league and and been this impressive, um. I like I I can't I, I honestly I can't qualify it um in, in any sort of way because like you you just don't usually see point guards take off like this. It's just so rare. Like even like think of last year, Trey Young, it took him a solid what, six weeks to really kind of get his like reins together. Um, Luca took off, but like Luca wasn't really the point guard of that team for the first, you know, at least month of that season. They had DSJ still, um, and you know, it's just like a De'Aaron Fox. Like it, it, he really struggled throughout his whole first year. So like it, it's been very surprising, but like he's been a fucking stud. And yeah, as of now. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens when Zion comes back and what he's able to do. But as of now, I think you got to go John Morant. Uh, Luke, who you got? No, yeah, it's definitely John Morant. I mean, what he's been able to do for Memphis, I mean, his capability, his finishing is just remarkable, what he's able to do, like, right out. Like, there's a lot of plays. I mean, I think it was against the Lakers where it was a very, like, they're crashing down on him, and he just somehow strong like armed it and just put it right up like in the in the rim. It's just it's really impressive. Like he's really good at finishing, and like you're saying, for a rookie, and uh, you know his first year to just come out like that and just be that confident in his game um, is just really impressive. And I mean, what he's able to do assist wise too. I mean, before he got hurt, I know he just he's missed the last couple of games. I mean, before he got hurt, he you know he posted up those two. Uh, Double doubles where he was, um, you know, uh, over in the system in ten and above. So it's really impressive. And then I got to give it up to him too because I mean, we didn't. I mean, all of us love uh, Triple J, but he's digressed big time this year. I mean, I didn't think he'd be, you know, yeah. this bad. And Jaw has definitely carried the load and just <laughs> been remarkable. Won some games for them. I mean, that block on Kyrie, 
um, really just solidified that I love this kid. <laughs> just it was just a great play. I mean, never giving up. Um, and then just too, I mean, he's he's gone toe to toe. I mean, the Utah game. Uh, you know, Mike Conley's coming back, and you know, you you're playing a guy that they basically, you know, trade away to put their future on. And you just basically showed Memphis, like, you're in good hands. Like, trust me, like, I know Conley's your guy. He'll forever be your guy, but you, you're you in great hands with me right now. So, it's Ja, um, it is kind of a gap between him and second. Like you guys said, Kendrick Nunn definitely the second, but it's just, I mean, it's it's been falling off. I mean, there was, you know, you had the heroes at the beginning of the year, but he's kind of fallen off lately. Um, Washington's kind of fallen off, so Barrett too. I mean, I do think RJ's a great guy. I'm not trying to get in, um, getting y'all's little feud right over there. Just some of the rookies have started to drop off. While Jaw, besides being hurt these past couple of games, are just sitting out. Um, just super impressive what the kid's been able to do. I mean, definitely keeping Memphis, um, you know, a little bit relevant. I mean, they're, they're going to be one of the worst teams, but they're definitely a fun team to watch, and he's the sole reason why. I mean, I'm trying to check out every Memphis Go highlight, Obama. even if I'm uh, even even if I'm not catching them. Yeah, I mean, well, no, no, I, I, I'm with you. Okay, I'm with you, and, and not the whole reason. I, I, I understand what you're okay. getting to there, and I, and I don't want to ruin it like yeah. I did for the defensive thing, because I know we're both All trying right. to hint at right here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. You guys are, like, everyone's seeking out Memphis highlights because you want to see, like, what Jaws done, like some crazy drive that sure. he had or some dish or just, you know, just the confidence the kid has. So it's just really impressive just coming out, you know, the ball's in your hand, basically the organization's in your hand, and he's kind of making it at ease, and he's just been really fun to watch. Absolutely. He really has been. All right. Uh, without further ado – First team, all rookie. Okay, so obviously we have Jaw. Obviously we have um, uh, Kendrick Nunn. Um, so, like, we'll, we'll say those are our two guys who are locks. Um, I think there are probably some other locks, but um, we'll, we'll just leave it at that right now for our locks. Um, let me kick it over to you, Joel. How do you fill out your all – rookie team outside of those two guys? I'm putting RJ in and, there and, somewhere. And, well, uh, and, probably and, and keep in mind, hold on, and keep in mind, um, it, again, not that I support this, but the way they do all rookie teams, you it's not done positionally at all. So it's just you're five right. best rookies. Right. And uh, and I I agree with you that it's I I prefer it not to be exactly like that, but it is the best five best rookies. Uh, right. I do have Pascal in there. I do have RJ in there. Um, damn it. Who who else was um? I'm trying to think. I'm, I swear to God, I'm missing somebody off the top of my head, but I can't Tyler Hero. Um. Oh my God, I love Tyler Hero. He's really he's really good too. Um. Man, I wish I made. It. I should have made. It. See, I didn't make a list of the rookies. And I usually do. Um, Tyler Hero good. Clark. Top, I, would, um, I like Clark. I don't know if he's top five. Um, he's uh, definitely top five. <laughs> yeah, for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> hey, DeAndre um, Hunter? Shit. Uh, I like DeAndre Hunter, too. That's another one. I like him. Fuck. Um, shit, shit, shit. Uh, man, Reddish has been okay. Could be better. Um, Did you say Reddish has one. been just okay? Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. I'm not saying he's bad. I mean, I meant terrible. Okay. I think he's been really bad offensively. He's been really solid defensively. So, you know, it's right. a wash. He's been but okay. I, he's been pretty there's bad. There's an upside though. there. I, I mean, like, there offensively, is an upside, he's, but he's, he's been, you know. He's been really bad offensively. <laughs> really bad. Okay, fine. That's whatever. Uh, uh, Don, Don, but hey, you know, for someone who uh, loves Kevin Knox as much as you do, I, you know, I wouldn't expect you to really care. Kevin about Knox it. is better. You're right. Kevin Knox is way better than Cam Reddish. So oh, at least we can agree there. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, give me another big man other than uh, Clark. I don't know, dude. It, I thought you had your list together. Why Why are we trying to make your list on the I don't. Fly? I don't have a rookie list. That's why, I mean, I would probably just go with Hero there, I guess, if I was going to pick one. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Hero's solid. Nope. He's in, Hero's it. been fucking great. Yeah, Hero's been amazing. Uh, I have to actually make a rookie list. I did not make a rookie list. I should make a rookie list. Uh, but those are my five, then. I'll put, I'll put five. I guess I'll put Hero in as the fifth. For now, that's fair. Um, I will agree with eighty percent of your list. Um, obviously, we said uh, like you know, from the forefront. Uh, no, because uh, R.J. Barrett does not deserve to be on this list, bro. Um, he really doesn't. Like, yeah, at least one or two. It's dude. It's not a knock against your team. I'm just telling you. He like Brandon oh, Clark. Like a knock, is, Brandon Clark is better. This thus far into this season than R.J. Barrett. Let me give you this stat. Brandon Clark shooting oh 63% from the field. Uh, R.J. Barrett, 39.6%. Uh, Three-point percentage. Uh, Brandon Clark, 45.5%. Um, uh, R.J. Barrett, 31.7%. Uh, uh, free throw percentage fifty three point three for R J Barrett. Oh, uh, eighty two point six for Brandon Clark. Player efficiency rating twenty two point one for Brandon Clark. Uh, for R J Barrett eleven point two. Effective, uh, uh, yeah, effective field goal percentage forty three point three for uh R J Barrett. For Brandon Clark sixty six point four. Brandon Clark's been fucking killing it, bro. Brandon Clark is absolutely first-team all-rookie. This kid is fucking crazy good. I said it from the beginning. He was my number six prospect going in to the fucking season, and you were like, what the what? fuck? Like, that's crazy. And I told I'm you. I'm still saying like, Dude, he's, fuck, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's really fucking good. He's been the second-best yeah, player I think on the team. He's been the second best player on this team. Like, like, like Luke alluded to earlier, uh, Triple J has just been in foul trouble. He has not been really as uh, he hey, hasn't grown from Brandon last Clark. year. Brandon Clark was actually carrying the Grizzlies. Like RJ has had to carry the Knicks at some by some points. He wouldn't be as fucking efficient. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, and that's fine because he's not that kind of player. Okay, and, then. And, and I, that's where we agree to disappear. That's okay, it. That's it. I'm but like, arguing. yeah, well, you can be done arguing because I mean, I just gave you the stats. I mean, his his like I his told you why the stats are the way they are. Yeah, well, twenty percent, twenty percent field goal percentage difference because RJ has to carry this team. Like I thought, I thought that's why he yeah. signed all this Big fucking. Difference. Those fucking players, Those man. Those boys are like, ass, bro. It is what it is. And we tried to tell you that in the off season, bro. Like, God. Um, yeah, that's what the thing is. That's a fact, and that's what it is, and it's hurt RJ's efficiency. No, you're right. It has. It has hurt RJ's efficiency. Um, and to that, I will, I, I will absolutely give you credit. But we're not judging. We're not judging these players on. Their their merit of of what they could be, um, we're judging them on what they've done, and so like what they've uh-huh. done, I can't give R.J. Barrett like I can't say he's one of the five best rookies, uh, throughout the first quarter of this season. I just can't give him that. He just hadn't been good That's enough fine. to be one That's of the fine. five best rookies. That's fine. Um, like I said, well, I got him like six or seven free throw percentage. He's in there. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah. If he can, he's fifty three percent. That's real rough. Um, but fucking like, free throws. He's got to get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, I hope so. Like he, and and honestly, statistically, like for his career, he shot like seventy percent. So he really should be better. Um, Don't get me his, wrong. It's not just him. That whole team can't get free throws. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why everybody on. Yeah, you're right. Everybody I don't know on the what team it is. Like, I don't either, man. I wish I did. I wish I could solve it. Um, but uh, but nevertheless. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you beat you beat Porzingis twice, so that's 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 dope. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank Nilakita shut his ass down, didn't he? Um, but uh, uh, but yeah. He he kind of did, especially in that second game. Like he really fucking got in his grill and was just like, "You ain't fucking scored shit." Um, yeah, but never mind. Right, right. Statistics Let's, won't I, tell you stop. how well Frank has played. That's fine. I don't I don't want to get into an argument with you about the Knicks. Um, I uh, even though we already have. Um, I I. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I think I already listed my five. If I haven't, fuck it. Who cares? Luke, who you got? <laughs> Honestly, with you guys, Jude uh, right there, I don't even know what I have. You guys lost me, but I, I'm just messing with you. I know my five is. My five is definitely none and jaw at the, the guard. Um, yeah. I have to give Brandon Clark definitely. Um, he's just it makes me so mad that the Celtics didn't draft him. I mean. Huge fan of him. I mean, he's been doing it. God, he's so good. I know. It makes me 45% from three. It's crazy. I don't know how he slipped to this one. That dude didn't shoot shit from three in college. Just him slipping all the way to the 20s is impressive to me. Um, So I have to go with him. And then it kind of, you know, it can be loose with these last two. But um, I went with Hero, even though he's fallen off. um, I think what he's been able to do for Miami has been really big, and then it's been impressive. Um, the other guy is kind of he's kind of fallen off of uh, as of lately. But I just what he's been for the Hornets, and that's PJ Washington. Um, that's it. That was my other pick too. Thank you. Yeah, 
he's definitely been their second best player. I mean, yeah, you're going to j- have some drop off. I mean, you can't rely on a kid. Hey, who's been their you know, first best that player? Luke? What? It's definitely not Rozier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Devontae Graham. <laughs> it's it's the My other guy, guard Devontae that they're Graham. not paying. But, um, you know, Washington's just been very impressive, too. He's been kind of solid uh, shooting the three ball. Um, it's, it's been up and down. I mean, he came out shooting it pretty well at the beginning of the year. But, um, Forgot yeah, about just, people. Really got to go with those, with, with those five. I mean, it, there is definitely, you know, the distinctive one-two right now with Nunn and Jaw. But I do, I mean, since it, it is – because there's no center right now. I'm not giving it to Jackson Hayes just because he has some cool dunks and – you know, some high yeah, energy blocks and all that. I'm just, I'm not going to give it like a, to a true center. So Washington and Clark are my two big guys. Well, you know, it's kind yeah. of more of a guard heavy right now with the hero. Yeah, I would give a shout out. Jaw. I give a shout out to Joel's guy, Rui. Um, I think Rui's played, he's Rui. actually played way better than I thought he would. Um, and Washington has like a really elite offense. Their defense sucks. Um, but like Rui's really been a part of why their offense is so good. Um, like his, like his ability to, um, just kind of fit into an offense and to like, um, do like a little bit of everything has, has really benefited them. Uh, and, and the way that they've been able to utilize him, uh, like within that offense has, has been very effective. So, um, shout out to him, uh, and and that's probably going to be one of my biggest whiffs, um, you know, from from this past um, uh, this past draft. Um, as far as thinking, I think I had him ranked like twenty fourth, something like that. As far as, like he's there's no way he's going to be the twenty fourth um, ranked player from this draft. He's way better than that. Um, granted, I did have Eric Pascal ranked. Um, I think higher than him. I think I had Eric Pascal like 22nd. So, you know, I can feel good about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Pascal's been really good too. Um, but yeah. nevertheless, all right, let's, let's move on to, um, you know, something hopefully that won't make Joel and I scream at each other. <laughs> uh, six man of the year. Um, I don't know. This, this, I don't know. Actually, I think Joel's probably going to scream at me for this one. But let's just get right into it. I'm going Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, he's been Fuck him, really <laughs> fucking great. Uh, and no, he's, he's been particularly great in the absence of Kyrie. He has kept this fucking team afloat. Now, he has started as many games yeah. as he's come off the bench. Um, and I know that's a big thing for you, Joel. Um, and honestly, yep. that's that's why I alluded to you would yell at me not because he's a player for the Nets, um, though I mean right. both of those could be true. Um, but like he is obviously their sixth man. Like regardless of he, he started because of injury, um, and if it, right. if if it were to carry on throughout a season, I would agree with you. You you, you can't give it to him because he. He started for the majority of the season, but I don't think he's going to start for the majority of the season. He's, it's, at this point, it's half and half, and he's literally kept this team afloat. They've been better with him, uh, you know, yeah, in, in lieu say. of Kyrie. <laughs> what? 
I said I was just about to say the same thing, that they've probably been better with him starting at point guard. Yes, they have been. Uh, they've been much better, in fact. Uh, at least their record has been. Um, and, right, right. Uh, you know, they're obviously down uh, Karis LeVert as well. So even yes. with Kyrie coming back, it's not a given that he is going to go to the bench. Like maybe Joe Harris starts at the two. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they start Dinwiddie at the two. Um, he's six foot five. He can easily play the two. Um, so, like, if that happens and he ends up, you know, being – uh, implemented a, a, as a starter, this could obviously change. Um, but that's honestly a big reason why I wanted to give him the shout out now. Um, because like, if it does change throughout the year, I won't be able to give him the shout out later. And he's just been so instrumental in keeping that team afloat. Um, and he, he's just been fucking amazing the last like three weeks or two weeks or however long it's been since Kyrie went out. Um, and uh like i i hope that um you know when this team gets healthy <laughs> i'm talking about everything <laughs> um but uh but you know fair point uh but when like when when this team gets healthy again i hope that he can keep it up off the bench uh, i have no doubt that he can um but like it's so great for a team to have a guy like that who's your sixth man but, like, can step in when you need him to and fucking lead your team. And Dinwiddie is that guy. He is so that guy. He can fucking rally and lead your team. And there's not anybody in the league other than Lou Williams that I think really fits that kind of mold of a of a player off the bench who can just fucking rally and lead your team. Um, and he's just been great. He's been fucking great. And I think, um, for me personally, Lou Williams and Montrose Harrell just continually cancel each other out because they're both fucking great. You give it to either one of those guys, and I'm just I'm gonna I'm just gonna pick a different team. I'm gonna give it to somebody else, um, and unless there's just nobody else to give it to, in which I'll pick between the two. But for now, there is somebody else. It's Dinwiddie. That's who I pick. Luke, who you got? So I, I'm in agreement with you, but I've got to hold my beer kind of thing real quick. My second place guy is the guy that I picked in originally in this year, and it's Bogdan Bogdanovich. What he's been able to do with Ooh, with yeah. the Kings, you know, he's also one of those guys where an injury has made him start, and he's definitely, right. you know, helped the Kings out big time. I mean, they've, they've won yeah. a couple of games, so, you know, he definitely helps heal that with that, that load, so – He's definitely one of those guys like Sweet Lou and, and Spencer Gibbery where he's in his current situation. He's coming off the bench. I mean, Lou, he's just made a career out of that, and that's what he knows. But these two guys are still young, Dinwiddie and, and Bogdan. And I just think that, you know, both of them can, um, in different circumstances, could start on some teams and be really some, some teams' answers of what they need. Um, but I've got to give it to Dinwiddie. I mean, he's been super impressive. Even though that he's started these past couple of games he he is their sixth man but what he's been able to do even starting life I mean the two games against the Celtics were very impressive I mean definitely watching them and then I've just always been a fan of him I'm glad to see you know his numbers are better without Kyrie you know and it it, it was kind of known too <laughs> That's he, did what that, it is. he did that last Luke's year just like, I'm gonna pick the well. guy who's better than Kyrie <laughs> He did it last year without Russell too. Sometimes, so I can't, you know. But he just—he's—he's 
he's making the case that it's just not a runaway with, I mean, because Lou Williams could honestly just win this again. And it could be one of those boring years where it's almost a repeat of last year, just because I mean, (laughs) all these players are playing back up to their, their levels and defending their award. So, well, I mean, you know, they're making a case being like, you're not taking this away from me, but Dinwiddie's just been impressive. I still think once Kyrie's back on the team, I don't, I don't see any digression from Dinwiddie. I think he's in full form right now. And I think he just has a lot of understanding with these Nets players of a really good relationship and knows how to play with them where I don't think he's going to be effective when the ball's just in Kyrie's hands for 30 seconds or so, you know, and people are just standing around. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's a big thing. I, I wonder when Kyrie comes back, how this all works out, but um, yeah, I mean, as of right now, I I think he's been fucking terrific. Um, Joel, you kind of chuckled. Do you have Lou? Is that your guy? Uh, Lou is uh, an obvious choice for, like, obvious reasons. Um, sure. He was the one I had in the beginning. But also, like, I, I'm on getting bored picking him, so I would not be opposed yeah, to like, either Montrez Harrell. Uh, Dude, Harrell's been um, fucking yeah, just, great. He really has. He really has. Uh, and, like, you know, share the wealth, Luke. It's fucking ridiculous every year. It really is. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. <laughs> um, uh, I'd like to see like, Lou Williams uh, start want... a Montrez Harrell for a six-man-of-the-year campaign. Like, yeah, I'd love yeah, to see him. <laughs> you know, cool. like, it would be it would be so feel-good and everything else. Like, I think it would be great. Good teammate right there. That's a good teammate right yeah. there. Yeah. I'll say this. Just so we switch it up a little bit, yes, I think Bogdanovich, who I think is going to end up getting traded at some point. Uh, and then you have um, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's currently starting. Um, all great choices as well. Um, I think Dinwiddie's been a six-man-a-year kind of the last three years, so it's not new for him sure. at least. Um, and then you have, I think, a guy that um, I would have definitely had in the running or maybe even winning it at one point until they actually started uh, starting him was Devontae Graham. I mean, Graham was has yeah. been another one of those uh, hidden, hidden gems. Like, who the fuck is Devontae Graham? Uh, right. Making it known that he is good. <laughs> like, really, really good. Uh, so, shockingly, he definitely would have been my six man, well, in my six-minute um, conversation if they didn't just now just made him a starter, like next to Terry Rozier. Yeah. So, he ruined it. They ruined it. Fucking Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why you don't sign Terry Rozier to a, uh, you know, uh, three-year, $39 million contract or whatever it was. Um, wait, no, 39 it was more than that, wasn't it? it was, okay. I think it was more than that. It was like 59 It was like 50 or three or 58 three or $58 million contract. Um, they overpaid. It's just, it's, yeah, it is so crazy. Even a three-year, $39 million contract would be an overpay for Terry Rozier. But I digress. Um yeah, dude, like, Graham has been fucking excellent, uh, definitely in the category for most improved player, so let's transition to most improved player. Uh, I <laughs> I hate giving second-year players most improved player, but I alluded to this last week. I can't not yeah. give it to Luca. I just can't. Yeah. He's just, like, he went, he went from, he went from, like, Fun. Rookie of the year, like, and to most people, obvious rookie of the year. I argue for Trey, obviously, for my my fandom. Um, And I I think I put up a a very fair argument um, with all of the 
uh, you know, the fact that Luca trailed off so heavily at the end of the season and Trey, um, you know, really kind of came on uh, six weeks into the season and just kept getting better. Um, where, you know, whereas Luca came on really hot and then just trailed off and, and missed a lot of games and everything else. Um, but nonetheless, he went from like rookie of the year to like MVP caliber player. It's it, to me, like that's just unheard of. Like you don't, you don't become an MVP caliber player in your second year. Like you even go look at LeBron in his second year, and he wasn't an MVP caliber player, not in his second year. Um, and, like, I again, I hate to give it to a, a, a second-year guy, but, I mean, extenuating circumstances, whatever you want to call it, he's just been that good to me. I Like, and, and, and the funny thing is, like we, again, like we talked about last week, if I was to pick my number two, it'd be Pascal Siakam from going – who won it last year from going from uh, nobody to this really amazing role player to being this fucking, like, highly fringe MVP candidate, but whatever. Like, but maybe an all-star starter this year. Like, I think outside of Giannis, um, I mean, you can make an argument for a couple other people, but uh, I, I think he's right there for the other forward position, or one of the other two forward positions, as it were. Um, pour one out for Joel. Uh, but you know, I, 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 I gotta go with I gotta go with Luca. I can't I can't not go with it. Um, Luke, what do you think about that? Are 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 you? Do you think the extenuating circumstances of Luca's rise warrant? him being for consideration for most improved player. No, yes, I agree with you. I mean, it's this one's the like one of the hardest ones because there's just three guys that are just like, you know, you've you've alluded to all three of them. In my mind they're just putting up great numbers. I mean, even Trey what he's been able to do, I mean he's been in and out, but I mean and his numbers too just Graham, it's just, Graham you know, like fucking but I, I, I'm gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna say this: Luke is gonna win it in the in in the end. He's just gonna win it. But I kind of want to go with like so. someone different, just sure. someone different. You know, he he kind of had a scare. He's, he's not been living up to his hype, and that's Brandon Ingram. I mean, what he's been able to do this year. Yeah. I mean, his all of his numbers have gone up. I mean, he's shooting really well from the three point line. He's really had to you know take on a bigger uh, role with you know the the injuries. The, you know, before the season with Zion being out. And I just think, sure. you know, you know, we didn't know if he was going to play, you know, this whole health thing. They never really alluded to it. And for him to come back, he's completely healthy. I think he has – he's confident finally. I, I never really saw, like – there was flashes of it. He would, he'd be one of those Joe Johnson kind of guys where you'd just be like, some games would really flash and like, man, there it is. And some games are just like, man, I, I'm pretty sure he's out on the court. I'm looking at him, but I have not noticed him for, like – a good 13 minutes like he's just hiding he didn't fit well with LeBron and I think what he's been able to do so I'm going to go with Ingram just because you know it's in the first quarter awards and I know like sure. people are definitely what Luca's been able to do I mean a 30 point triple double and, and the, the whole month of November is impressive I mean it's there's crazy. just standouts where 
people are just doing these crazy, like just numbers of what they've, what they've done. And it's really like, like you said, it's hard to just, you know, rookie year to sophomore year, because your rookie year, you might not have that, you know, the, the keys might not be fully been given to you and all that. But so I still believe Luca will win it just because he, he, if he's in contention for MVP, how should this kid not be most improved player and Siakam what he's been able to do. But, uh, yeah, Ingram for right now, I just think what he's been able to do is he's just increased all of his numbers. I mean, he's, he's having a career year. Um, if he wasn't in the West, you know, definitely in the East, you know, in top for an all-star. But, uh, yeah, so going to go with Ingram for right now. I, I I can dig it. I mean, he's been so much better than he ever played for the Lakers. So I, I can get behind it. Um, Joel, your thoughts? Yeah, I gotta agree. I think Brandon Ingram has been surprisingly good. I've always been somewhat down on him because I, I'm like, I need to see more. There was a lot of hype behind Brandon Ingram, and he never did it for me in Los Angeles. He's doing it for me in New Orleans, even though they're pretty bad. Uh, but he's playing really, really well. Um, so I'll definitely give I'll give credit to to the Brandon Ingram choice uh, on that regard. Um, I think it's no doubt Luca. Luca went from like a borderline All Star last year, and I had him making the All Star team last year. But he went from a borderline right, you did. last year to a fucking to a superstar this year. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like this dude is like beyond an all star now, uh, and yeah. within a year. So it's like he's yeah. next level now, it's, which is crazy. I think you can make an argument for P- Pascal Siakam, obviously, because I mean he's definitely probably sure. be an all star this year. Most improved no, last he, year, so it's I, one of those I things. I think he's gonna be a starter. Yeah, he probably will. I, I, I think he probably will be an all star starter. So that's that's enough. That's progress because this dude was like really good last year, and now he's even better this year. But I think what we're seeing from Luca is like LeBron level stats. So it's hard yeah. to not choose Luca Doncic right now. So it really, it's really hard to argue against him. Yeah, and that's what it is in a nutshell. It's just it, it's it's unprecedented, and that's why you have to like consider him for for this kind of award um it's it's not it's very atypical but at the same time like he's very atypical like people don't just go from you know being like you know a rookie of the year potential fringe all-star whatever to being like a fucking mvp candidate in one season it just doesn't happen so yeah i mean i i just think you have to you have to put him in the mix um and and Again, especially given, I think a lot of this has to do with how well the Mavericks have been playing. Like, even people, I think, who had the Mavericks making the playoffs didn't expect them to fucking be this good this season. Um, I mean, God knows Luke and I didn't have them being this good this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think you have to, you have to, credit that almost entirely to Luca, especially because Kristaps has been shit. Like Kristaps, he, he had a few good games and then like the last like two or three games he's played, he's been like fucking terrible. I think he averaged like eight points over the last three games. Like, he's been fucking garbage. Um, so he doesn't even really have like a, like a fucking second like go-to guy um, on this team and yet he's still been able to fucking just will his team to victories. Um, so I think that goes a long way too. 
Um, and a lot of that is Rick Carlisle, and a lot of it is a deep team. Um, and then going out and signing all of these guys. My only fear with them is that they signed all these guys, and yeah, it's going to help them win this season. Is it going to help them win long term? I don't know. I that's that's the big what if, and maybe Luke is just good enough to where it doesn't matter. But we'll see. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Um, Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Um, I will start this one off. I I want to go with Mike Malone because he should have won Coach of the Year last year, and he didn't. And it really irked me that fucking Budenholzer won Coach of the Year. Um, even though I, I wouldn't say he didn't deserve it, but I just thought Mike Malone I, – I thought – the way that the fucking Nuggets came out of nowhere and finished second in the West was just so impressive. Um, and, and they're right there in the mix this season, but it's like more expected that they will finish there this season. What is unexpected for me at this point in time is how good the fucking Raptors are um, after having lost Kawhi. Um, and I... I just got to go with Nick Nurse. I think he's been really fucking solid. Um, I, I I just like him a lot, too. The fact that he was, like, willing to call out um, the new guys on the team uh, for not, like, playing defense is, is fucking awesome. Um, and, like, the – it was funny too because he he kept the rotation small early in the season, like to kind of prove a point, and now he's kind of expanded on it, especially when Lowry went out. And now you know, obviously Lowry came back the other night, but I was like shit. But you know, his first game back, um, and uh, like to mix in these other guys, it, given the reins to both Siakam and Van Vliet. In fact, when um, when it you know he got the news that um you know uh Kawhi was leaving them like his first text was to both Van Vliet and uh Siakam and was basically just like all right more shots for you guys uh let's roll and like to me like that's fucking awesome like that's that's just like a really positive way to look at the situation like let's roll like you're going to get more shots like, let's fucking do this thing. Let's fucking prove everybody wrong. And, you know, I – obviously, I had to make them in the playoffs, and, you know, I think they were going to drop off hugely. Um, but I think I had them, like, sixth or seventh uh, in the East, and they've obviously proved that they're easily a top four or five team. Um, I mean, we'll see how it shakes out throughout the season. But they're really fucking good uh, in – I mean, he's a big part of that, and I just – I like what he's done. Uh, and he was easily in the mix for Coach of the Year last year. Um, honestly, I think a big part of the reason why they didn't give it to him was because they had just given it to uh, the previous coach, and he got fired, and it was kind of a weird situation. Um, but, yeah, Nick Nurse, Coach of the Year, that's my pick uh, for, for now. Uh, Luke, who you got? No, yeah, I mean – this one's another one like most improved player where there's like a solid five coaches that are like, you know, in contention. I mean, like you say, the oh, yeah. nurse has been able to do with that 
with that team, especially injuries and all that and and everything. Um, I want to give a shout out. Um, Monty Williams has been a huge surprise with the Sun. I mean, what he's been able to do. I mean, definitely getting a lot more out of Booker right now. So I need to give a shout out to him. He's def- I mean, he's he's in the lower lower half of like you know the top five, but he's definitely what he's been able to do this year. But um, I'm gonna go with someone just uh. Vogel, Frank Vogel has been really good for the Lakers. I don't know if it's just him, maybe a really good staff. I mean, you do have two of the best players, but he's doing things that I know we talked about earlier where, like, okay, I want Anthony Davis to play the five, but he's not. He's playing the four, and he's really, like, you know, he's he's lived up to that where he's like, all right, AD, I'm not going to play you at the center, and he's getting so much out of Dwight Howard, too, I mean, at at most, I mean, uh, comeback player dude he should be in contention what he's been able to do this year i mean like in at least in top 10 i mean he's he's completely changed his role um and it's just like these rotations have been very interesting because you know like lebron we've been saying too he should be more in like the power forward position and all that and he's been leading you know they said he was going to play point guard he's been playing kind of the guard i mean it, it, it is nice when you have two of the top five people right now but i mean you're the top team in the west you were on a 10 game win streak um, you know, there's, I think he's getting a lot out of these people. I mean, I'm very skeptical on their, their team. You know, I just still think it's going to, I mean, I, I do think they'll be really well, but you know, to be number one right now, where they've been, I mean, beating teams pretty convincingly, really good defensive team. I mean, so it's just, I gotta go. I would go with Nick Nurse to, I mean, but I'm just going to go with someone a little bit different and, and Bogle in that one. Yeah, dude. I mean, you look at what Vogel's been able to do with the team and, and especially via expectation, um, kind of what we let off the show talking about like expectation versus, uh, you know, uh, production. And he's been fucking terrific. Um, like whatever he's doing is working. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, obviously, uh, and whether it's him or Kid or whatever or LeBron or you know just the the play, like he's been able to to juggle all of those things, um, and it's it it's been very effective uh, for the Lakers. So yeah, no, nah, I can't fault you there, uh, Joel. What you got? Um, I am personally personally I I, I do like the the I was gonna pick um. Monty Williams, because uh, I'm a big fan of Monty Williams, and I and I don't think it's a mm-hmm. fucking mistake that he played as well as they have, because I think he is a really good coach. Um, and Phoenix just has has players, decent players on there, and I, and I think a lot of it is because of coaching. Uh, Nick Nurse is a great choice too. Uh, I was I was shaky with Toronto. I figured they'd make the playoffs, but I never I thought they'd be more middle of the pack. Um, I've been really impressed with Miami. I, I didn't I did not expect what I what what they've yeah. been able to do. Uh, I give Eric Spolster a lot of credit for able to, to doing that, and of course the surprises of um, <laughs> Kenneth Nunn and fucking uh, what was Robinson, uh, Duncan Robinson, that sniper of a kid uh, who was there last yeah. year. Yeah, didn't use him as much last year. Uh, and then of course drafting right. Tyler Hero, he's been really good. I mean, he's been able to put together a decent squad there in Miami. And Eric Spolster has always been a good coach, but they're and- like one of the top teams in the East. Yeah, go ahead. And converting, and Jimmy's converting Gordon Dragic to a six man. 
Like, that's been huge. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even mention him for sixth yeah. man of the year, which he should have definitely been mentioned for it because he's been fucking great yeah. in that position. He has. He really has. Uh, and Justice Winslow, too, has been hurt. I mean, they've, been have, they've had to deal with Justice Winslow being hurt and Jimmy Butler being hurt occasionally. So, I mean, I, I got to give Eric Spolster some credit. So he's probably, just because we haven't heard in here his name, <laughs> I'm going to go with Eric Spolster. <laughs> I hear you. No, I mean, that's that's a very, very solid pick. Um, all right, uh, GM of the year, we can I, – I don't – let's just skip it because, I, I mean, I really don't think it, it, it anything's going to change from what we had at the beginning of the season because there literally has not even been a trade um, since, the, since the last time we had it. I think we're all just going to pick who we picked then. I, I mean, I would pick Lawrence Frank. Um, I think – Luke, you pick Lawrence Frank, and um, uh, Joel, I think you abstained from picking a GM of the year, uh, uh, <laughs> I I but I think you did. I think you were just like, I don't fucking care, uh-huh. like, whoever, whoever's <laughs> not the fucking, no, actually, it was, Luke picked the fucking Nets uh, GM, and you were like, whoever's there not the go. fucking Nets GM, that's what it was. That's what it was. I forgot um, about what, what my pick was after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, like let's, them. yeah. All right. But what I really want to get into is um, a little segment that I call "Fool's Gold and Diamonds in the Rough." All right. So let's see how Woo! much we we could get through here. Uh, I want to talk about this "Fool's Gold" team. Who do you think is the "Fool's Gold" team, Luke? All right, so don't get mad. This one might start an argument, but uh, I've got to go with, I mean, I just, I watched them last night. I still think they're, you know, they've got a great player and all that, but I'm going to go with the team that I was very down on. I'm going to go with the Mavs. I do think that they will they have a good chance of making the playoffs now, so I just want to get that. But if you ask me right now if they were to play in a playoff series, if they're going to beat anyone, no, because, I don't see any true number two on their team. Kristaps really just, you know, he's hit or miss some days. And then their number three is kind of out there. I mean, they got a solid team, but it was just like that win against New Orleans last night. I mean, I just wasn't impressed. There was just like a lot of things where I was just like, I mean, you guys are good and all that, and you're a good offensive team. But I just think in a playoff series, you're not going to really <clears throat> contend with these teams in the West that do have an all-around Team. They have more than just a Luka. You know, what happens when you're playing in a series now, not just a one-game thing where Luka can do whatever he wants. Now you're getting, like, defensive schemes drawn up where they might, you know, start doubling up on them. So I just think in the fool's gold term, you know, my 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 mindset is, you know, I do think they have a really good chance of making in the playoffs just because how good they've been playing this year. They've had a very easy schedule, too. But, um, right. you know, I mean, Luka's been really well. But I just right now I just – I got to stick. I mean, I wasn't high on them at the beginning of the year. I'm just going to go with them still. I'm being my fool, fool's goal. Oh, like, I, just, I still I like got to see something more out of them. I need a number mm-hmm. two. I need a really standout number two. I like it. And and, and particularly, I like it, A, because you're sticking with your guns, and B, because they've had, like you said, they've had a really easy schedule, and they're the number four team right now. And like you said, like, I mean, yeah, we'll. We'll see. I mean, we we think they'll make the playoffs and everything, but 
um, maybe not be like a home court advantage type team, which they are projected to be right now, or at least they are right now. They're the fourth seed. Um, like there's, I mean, the Rockets, the Jazz, like I, I would expect both those teams to end up with better records. So yeah, I could see them slipping to six, maybe even seven. Um, I'm going to go with the Timberwolves. I, um, they, I mean, they've been, they've been solid. They're 10 and nine. They're the seventh seed in the West. Uh, I think Carl Anthony Towns is fucking awesome. Uh, I'm not exactly sure that they're going to be able to tie everything together throughout the season. Um, you know, I love Robert Covington. Uh, everybody knows this. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily like his fit on this team. Um, mainly because they want to play him at the four. Um, and he's really not a four. He really is not a four. He's a three who can guard guards. Um, like that is his, his benefit. And when you're trying to slide him to the four, he can play the position, but it's not, it's not where you want him. Um, I just think he'd be better suited on any number of other teams. Um, and then like they've, they've tried to work Culver, uh, in, into the starting lineup recently, and like we'll see how that works out. Um, and, and and I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it's a it, it it's showing what their ultimate goal is, which is smart. I think they should be like really prioritizing uh, Culver and 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 working him into the lineup, despite what it may mean for their win count, because um, it really doesn't matter if you make the seventh or eighth seed if you're going to get your ass kicked in the first round, which you are. Um, so I, I I just don't quite believe in them. Um, Joel, what's your team who do you who think is fool's gold? Fool's gold. Uh, let's see. I actually wrote this down. Let me see. <laughs> uh, my fool's gold team was – uh, well, it's funny. <laughs> my fool's gold team is actually who I have as uh, one of my favorites for coach of the year. <laughs> Monty Williams, it was the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, I got to see it. That seems to continue to stay good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're just one game under 500, so they have struggled a little bit lately. But, yeah, I, I mean, they they completely shocked me at how well they were playing. Uh, and I, I need to see it like can be consistent. Um, they are the Suns, and I think over time they will eventually come back to earth. But I do want them to do well because I do like Monty and I do like a lot of the guys on the team. I just don't know if I trust them to being an actually play a playoff team this year. Sure. No, I, my thing is I, they've suffered from not having Rubio and Baines, um, and I think when they get those guys back, I do think I, I trust them just slightly more than I do uh, Minnesota, but I'm right there with you. Like, both those teams. I don't really trust either one. Um, they Both those teams got to prove me wrong for me, uh, you know, to really buy in. So, I think you can't go wrong either way. All right, we're going to skip the players, but um, uh, I want to do Diamonds in the Rough team. Um, who is your Diamonds in the Rough team, Luke? I'm going to go with another team that I was very high on, sticking with my guns. Um, I just still think the Pelicans, um, you know. I think once they get Zion back, it's going to change up, you know, a lot of what teams are going to have to scheme to. I mean, and it's just going to help out Holiday a lot more. Ingram might digress a little bit, but I still like, you know, 
overall Pelicans team. They've got a lot of depth. So I still think once they get Zion back, they might be able to, you know, make a little run for it and make it interesting. I just think he's going to help out his team tremendously if he's fully healthy. And, I mean, if you can get anything what he was in the preseason, I mean, he's going to make things very interesting for that playoff run. Six and 15, man. That's really tough, but okay. Uh, uh, Joel, who's your diamond in the rough team? My diamond in the rough team is the Portland Trailblazers. They got to be better than they're doing right now, man. I want them to do better because I just, I just, I'm, I'm really disappointed in them this year. I know they're better than this. Their team does scare me a little bit, especially. And the they end. got mellow. Uh, uh, and they got Carmelo. Now I have more reason to cheer for them because he's been playing well, and they got a nice backcourt there with McCollum and and uh, Dame. Uh, and Hood, and then the Mr. Empty Stats, uh, Hassan White. Don't get me wrong. Fantasy-wise, Hassan Whiteside is a darling, isn't he? <laughs> but like no, he's team, been fucking he's great. He's ranked like 30th. <laughs> like, he's so good. He's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible as far as like a regular player, but as far as a fantasy player, he's been great. Yeah, he is. He, that's what he does. Uh, he's a great fantasy player. Uh, and I wish he did more for the Blazers. So I really hope they come out of the hole that they're in and, and make a playoff run. Um, because if they don't, I think they should definitely consider maybe just rebuilding. Because like, what's what's the point? Because at least they had a, there was a foundation. But if you if you missed the playoffs this year, I mean, what was the point? Like, there was a fuck up somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think I think it boils down to what can you get for CJ that can help you now yeah. and maybe in the future because you have Anthony Simons, or what can you get for Anthony Simons to help you now? Like, if you can get something that, that like, absolutely you are super sure can help you now, maybe you explore that option too. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they got to go one way or the other. They can't have those three guys on their team next year. You've got to figure something out there. Um, Mine... Uh, I, again, uh, along with Luke, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick uh, I'm gonna stick with uh, being on brand for our preseason picks. I'm going with the Kings, man. The Kings oh, have had a lot of injury trouble. Um, they, uh, you know, obviously Bagley's been out for extended <laughs> time. Uh, Fox has now been out for a while. Um, and you know they they yeah. just have uh, a, a lot of shit they got to figure out. Luke's um, Luke Walton has just come in. He's trying to figure everything out as far as how they're going to run this new offense. Um, but they've been solid over the last like two weeks. Um, they have kind of they, they lost the last couple games, I think. Um, but nevertheless, I think I think they're kind of starting to figure it out when they get Fox back. Um, we'll see how they can kind of reingratiate him into the offense. Um, but I'm optimistic. I think uh, I think they can maybe figure it out and and maybe kind of be. I, I'm gonna say be that team that everyone kind of thinks that the Timberwolves or or the Suns could be right now, and and knock you know kind of both those teams out of the mix or at least one of those teams out of the mix, um, and 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 jump into that um, that uh, playoff picture. Uh, I, I definitely think they have that potential, and I believe in them. 
I really do. Um, so we'll see. And I like Buddy Heels. I think he's fucking awesome. So we'll see. Um, but anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, this has been our NBA Awards, first quarter awards. Hope you enjoyed them. Uh, be sure to check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance, uh, uh, Geek Vibes Live, everything else that uh, we have to offer. And we will see you next week. Until then, peace. 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 Buddy Hills.